Welcome to the Force Matters podcast, powered by Motusi. I'm J.D. Romick. And I'm Jonathan Ang. We're here to have disruptive, inclusive, and informative dialogue at the intersection of technology, research, and clinical practice. Welcome back to the Force Matters podcast. I'm John Ang, and I get the wonderful pleasure of learning more about you, JD. Oh boy. You know, our history is not long, but I can- You feel like you've known me your whole life. I, I do, <laughs> I do. I, that, it sounds silly, but I, I do. I feel like there's a little bit of, you know, I don't know what it is from the same cloth or whatever, but, um, you know, I think we've hit it off really well, and I have really enjoyed your involvement with Motusi, and um, I'm excited for our listeners to get a bit more from your background and where you're coming from, and we'll see where this goes. Sounds great. So I'm J.D. Romick. Uh, I went to physical therapy school at George Fox. That's where I got my doctorate. And Tyler Cutiford, who was the program director there at the time, um, kept talking about Motusi and this, you know, this technology company. And uh, it's kind of how you and I met. But prior to that, you know, I've, I've not been a PT for even a decade yet. So I started out um, helping my cousins build out uh, a clinic over in Tigard called Apex Performance Wellness and Rehab. Shout out, guys. Uh, we have this really awesome elite athlete, but also everyday um, older adults, you know, young athlete, you name it, um, we, we saw those clients, but we also offered DEXA scans, resting metabolic rate testing, kind of wellness screens. So leaving George Fox um, in their PT program, I kind of had this idea that I wanted to do PT a little bit different. Mm. I didn't want to turn and churn and have the same grind that I did during my clinical rotations where it was a nightmare to get through a day, you were completely full, 18 patients a day, half hour slots. Maybe you had fewer than that if you had an eval and then you're doing paperwork all evening. So the normal clinic life, if you wanna call it that, was never really my shtick. It wasn't something I wanted to do. So going to this clinic and starting it out with my cousins, you know, quickly developed this, this niche of, you know, football players, basketball, soccer, whatever, you name it. Even had some NFL players on in kind of in our circle, which was really fun. Um, I've never been an offensive lineman in the NFL, so I don't know anything about it, but treating it was really fun. So leaving that space, Dr. Cutterford approached me about coming back to George Fox, kind of heading up their health and wellness clinic and improving the health of the community in Newburgh uh, or Yamhill County. So I always have, I have had a heart for chronic illness and just improving people's lives through movement. And so, going to George Fox seemed like a really great step. And then having the opportunity, I was a professor last year for therapeutic exercise. So I got to teach some. So I've just been exposed to a lot of things uh, before even coming to Motusi. And I think at the heart of everything that I've always done, I've always had this desire to do things differently and to be original and to be unique. Maybe it's because I'm a millennial and that's kind of like what we do is like, we wanna make an impact and we wanna be different and we wanna be special. But I think, I think the overall theme is 
I don't want to be purposeless and I don't want to be driven to the ground doing work that I don't love that isn't purposeful or meaningful. That's fair. It's fair. <laughs> but then thinking about PT as a profession, I wasn't seeing it surviving the way it is. We're, you know, we're churning out as many patients as we can, billing whatever units we can to get the maximum profit, which having had knowledge of how to run a business now, it's you understand why you have to do that. But to me, that was still not good enough. It's like, I want to be practicing at the top of my license. I want to be doing something that makes meaningful change and pushes us forward instead of just doing the status quo that gets us paid while we're unhappy and busy and dying. And I had a family, so I have a two-year-old now. And I, I want to be present. But if I'm not present, I better be doing meaningful work. If I'm away from her all day, I have to be doing meaningful work. Otherwise, what's the point? So I think that gave me a different perspective too. Long story, but here we are. Well, now you I'm sitting over, on the couch. You glossed, a few, glossed over a few things too. So I'm going to dig a little bit because I want, I want our listeners to, to know more about you as a person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you say, oh, I don't know what an NFL lineman does or oh. all these things. And okay, fair enough. You may not know that, but you're, you're, you're a decent athlete on your own. Decent. So I played college softball. We were the D3 national champions. So went to the World Series a few a few seasons, won one, lost two. That was hard. But no, I think I think overall physical therapy and activity has been a gateway into life and health change for me. I got into PA school, decided not to go to PA school. I was like you, kind of wanted to go to med school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, med school's a long time. Maybe I'll just go be a PA decent salary, flexible schedule, like all the things that mm-hmm. are superficial about it that don't actually, in my mind, equate to enjoyment and making the moving the needle forward in people's lives and health. So health has always been a huge part of what drives me and make, making meaningful change and having fun. Playing sports was always fun. So that kind of, I think, tapped into the movement side for me. So was that at the same time where you were you applying to PA and PT school at the same time? Or was PA no. preceded the PT? PA preceded PT. So tell me about that a little more. So I got into P- PA at AT Still in Arizona. Yeah. And program. you know I was waitlisted at a couple places, then got into two, and then decided before going is I had this like existential crisis, you know, this anxiety-ridden human that's always done really well in school. Like I'm sure most pre-med or medical field students can relate to being like super high strung, super intense about grades. And here I was like about to make this decision to not go and get into PA school, which is very competitive and all these things. And I was like, that doesn't align with me. That was really hard. Mm -hmm. I had this like big breakdown, like crying. very self-aware. But it was scary. So then I took a year to reapply for PT school, got into a few schools that I, you know, really enjoyed. But George Fox was the one that really like the the core value, the the faculty, the people, like the vibe, if you will, was totally me. So going there was really fun. We got challenged a ton in evidence-based practice using an actual biomechanics lab. So there was this element of innovation threaded in that really, had I gone somewhere else for school or had I gone to PA school, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. I mean, I obviously wouldn't be because I wouldn't be in connected with you, but like I wouldn't be as, hungry for change and innovation and look at the world as differently as I did if I didn't go to George Fox and I wasn't indoctrinated into this kind of forward thinking, challenge everything mentality that I think the world does need a little bit more of, especially to make change. So 
I got a little tangential there. That's okay. As I tend to do. Maybe it's ADHD. I don't know. It's just, maybe it's coffee. It could be caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What are you studying these days? What are you, you know, there's there's lots that you could be spending your time doing. I know you got a little one, but Blake's two years old now? Blake's two, yep, two and a half-ish now. Uh, and she's hilarious and so smart, so verbal. Anyway, she's gonna be way smarter than me and my husband combined, which is great. That's the way the world need The world needs more of that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. But what am I studying these days? Well, I mean, not studying, but like, what's what's got your attention these days that you're just kind of, you know, doing a little bit more digging on? Yeah, man, I always am in this space. I feel like of being unsettled, which is like I think a good attribute sometimes, but it also drives me bonkers because when I feel like I'm grooving somewhere or doing something amazing, like working at Apex, I was like, this is awesome. Like we're doing some great things. Then this opportunity to go over to George Fox, treat, teach have other opportunities. And now that I have a family, I was like, okay, this is a good next move. So I feel a lot of times that I'm very curious and I I just am trying to dig in, I guess, to what are my values and what's purposeful. And for me, a core value is giving people their life back through movement and giving people tips and tools to own their health. So for me, it's been a lot of side projects. So I'm also running a, a podcast at George Fox, their George Fox Talks podcast. I'm running the body version of that. And on it, I'm bringing on people in various fields that can give tips in mental health, physical health, movement, nutrition. So it's kind of another outlet for me to bring, it's like, how can I bring people more knowledge and more value to level up their lives even just 1% better every day? So that's kind of the the thing that keeps me driving forward and, and a reason that I'm so attracted to Motusi and wearable technology is PTs are also dying in the clinic. How can we figure out ways to innovate and keep pushing practice forward where we feel like we're doing high level things and not just counting reps? Mm-hmm. How we feel like we can objectively see issues that are happening in people's bodies that they're not even aware of. So it's this really, I don't know, just this ingrained thing in me that wants to keep bringing value to people to get them living, you know, 1% better every day. Thinking about our listeners and, um, you know, say they're resonating with, with what you're talking about right now, you know, and they want to, they want to, you know, I level up is such a great phrase and we give props to to, to those yeah, to those yeah. guys and gals over there um yeah Zach Gabor Steph what's up <laughs> yeah but um you know what do you have any resources for other PTs out there that might be like man I love what she's talking about I love what she's doing how do I you know how do I how do I do that you know, yeah you know it, whether it's behavior whether it's reading resources oh, you know do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, so that's that's such a hard question because even when I was teaching, the first year students would ask me like, what should I be reading? Or what con ed courses should I look at? Or where should I go? And you know, I'm not the, the holder of all knowledge of like where, if you want this, you should go here. If you want that, you should go there. But I think finding community of people that are also wanting to level up their their skills and practice it naturally lends itself to you saying oh did you hear about the level up initiative did you hear about clinical athlete have you heard about their collaboration or um, are you a member of apta are you a member of the orthopedic section because then you can 
get these articles delivered to your house so that you can constantly be reading? Um, or is there a specialty area that you're you're really wanting to focus in and how do you align yourself with people in that field or rather seek out the top, the top of the pile or the best in that area to continue to learn from? My encouragement is, you know, I'm a very naturally curious person and I want to keep listening and learning and I almost consume too much sometimes. I think I need to take a break from podcasting and from from all this stuff and like have some quiet in my mind. But my encouragement would be just, again, that kind of five chimps theory I'm really drawn to of surround yourself with people that are trying to get better. And I think you're naturally going to be inspired every day. You're going to be having better conversations. So who you surround yourself with, your environment is critical, not just for your own growth, but also for your health. So just being surrounded in a more healthy environment, I guess that, does that answer your question? No, I I think it, I think it does. I mean, it, you know, one of our biggest things is we, like you said, we, we, we want to be purposeful in what we're producing here as a podcast. Right. And we, we've talked about it together about how we want to have takeaways for, for listeners, right. So that it's not a waste of their time. They're not just listening to two people talk or people talk. It's, they're actually getting useful resources to Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I want to look more into this. I want to go check out this. And, and, you know, like, here's the actual book or here's the actual article and here's an actual behavioral change or uh, an aspiration to do. Yeah. And that's what you just, you know, sort of illustrated that sort of five chimps idea of, um, you know, find those good people and surround yourselves with those. And right. if, you know, if, cause what, what is it like the, you're the average of the five people you spend the most, the time, most time with, with. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So that can be, that can be a challenging, uh, charge charge for people yeah. right like to right. look around and go hmm yeah yeah it's it's difficult because some you know some friends you've had for your whole lives but maybe you get together with them and all they do is gossip or all they do is complain about their jobs or what medications they're taking or you know what have you but even i think just consuming better information or consuming um really good articles or really good books and we have so much knowledge at our fingertips i mean we can Google some of the top books. We can Google some of the top researchers. I mean, looking at good institutions that are producing really great data. You know, I don't think you have to necessarily dump all your friends right now, but level up the type of information that you're taking in. And then I think that will naturally help you gravitate towards people in communities that make it better. Shoot, join our community, the Motusi community. Indeed. Motusi.com, write into us or Motusi Corp on our Instagram page. Send yeah. us a DM. Like, can we connect people locally, internationally, you know, whatever it is, nationally, um, mm-hmm. to to help people just get better? Yeah. yeah. More, more chimps. More chimps. Good chimps. More good chimps. Too many good chimps. That's a great problem to have. So a question I've been asking everybody that has been that that's now joined the MST. <clears throat> it, you could be doing a million different things. You have a you know, a, a, you always joke that you're the youngest and you have the least amount of experience, but you bring great experience to the table. And I just want to say that and, and, and thank you, but you could choose to use your time however you wanted to. And yet you're sitting here talking about this on the podcast and you're, you know, you spend time every week now uh, f- with the motion science team. Um, why? I think 
the answer is I was, I'm dissatisfied with where PT is because I feel like I'm wasting my time in the clinic for units and I need for not just myself, but for my colleagues, for people that I know and love that are out in the world. Like I did not think PT was like this, or I feel like I got duped. There's a bait and switch. Mm -hmm. I got into school and now I'm out here. And you know, there's a whole plethora of things that we could complain about with PT, but I think the profession as a whole can do a lot for people and movement. I love the idea of innovation. I love the idea of technology. And it was something that I kept noodling on time and time again is like, where's this profession gonna go? Like, where are we gonna be in 10 years? And that's something that, you know, we I know we asked the motion science team, we asked some of our guests, but I don't wanna become obsolete in a profession that I spent a lot of time dedicating to studying, to mastering my craft, to doing really well in my clinicals, to, I spent so much time and effort and I don't want to see it all crumble into a job that is really low, really low level. Mm -hmm. I want it to be high level. I want us to really make a difference in the health of people. And I think innovation and technology is inevitable. So how can we harness it and be, be in on it? And, you know, in some ways I kind of like taking, not like taking risks, but starting up Apex with my cousins was a huge, you know, it was a big yeah. gamble. Like we didn't have a huge uh, client base that I, you know, I was already seeing or another physical therapist was already seeing. And, and you know, we kind of built a lot of things up. And so that to me is scary, but it's also fun. And you have a lot of freedom in that. So I think the the innovation space and the creative space is somewhere where I like, I really like to be. And even if you're not like say you're a clinician out there that's like, I just want to go in, punch the clock, do my time, come home to my family. There's nothing wrong with that too. My husband works at Nike, loves his job. He's like, you you would be a horrible employee. I'm like, well, not always true. I think if I'm with the right people, like I can be a great employee and we're you know, working together, but I do have this insatiable need to like keep progressing or do something different or anyway, it's just more, being around really good people, really good minds that are, are trying to think differently and have fun with things. And um, so there's nothing wrong with doing that. But in your clinical practice, how are you leveling up your care to be like, leave these people thinking like, wow, I'm so glad I paid for that. Mm-hmm. Or would I have my someone that I love pay for the treatment that I just gave? Mm-hmm. That's a, a reflection question I ask all the time. It's like, was that value? Mm. Was that high level care for this person? Or was it just me giving them another rotator cuff, you know, round of exercises and sending them out the door? Mm-hmm. So that's why I get long-winded. What are you excited about most for PT in the in the next 10, 20 years, you know? I mean, yeah. you're, you know, like you said, you're young in your career, but like we both still have long careers ahead of us, right? Mm-hmm. And um, maybe where do you see it going, but also what do you hope for yourself in it? You know, what do yeah. you, what do you, where do you see yourself going in it too as well? You know what I really love is having a skill that leaves people with tools and feeling better. When somebody comes into you and says, I don't know what, I, I rolled my ankle, I think I broke it, and you can rule that out and you screen it, and they leave feeling like they're empowered with some tools to go make their lives better. I think PT in the next 10 to 20 years is is and should move towards more of a, like we're a primary intervention. People come to us when they have a musculoskeletal issue. 
we're able to do a thorough assessment, rule out the big, big scary things, give them a plan or give them a, a direction of where they need to go, who they need to see, how they need to progress without holding their hands and sitting with them in the clinic for an hour while they do an exercise program. I think we can use technology like MDs do with their, you know, with their tech and their labs and their medical, like they, they send off all these things. They're not doing every single intervention themselves, but they take all those pieces, and you've talked about this a lot, but they take all these, these pieces and say, okay, this is what we've got going on. Let me break this down and use my clinical reasoning. So I'm with the patient for 15 minutes, make a connection, of course, and, and be psychologically informed, but our doctors aren't sitting with us for an hour when we see them. And I really like the idea that I can go in, they can be like, yep, this is probably what you've got going on. Here's a solution, either you need antibiotics or you know, this is just gonna get better with time, even though it sucks to hear, give me a few tips and then I'm on my way. I think that's what we need to become is, is, a, is a doctor and, and a musculoskeletal specialist, whether we're with MDs or whether we're in our own practices and we use the technology to screen out their movement vitals and then get them on their way. That idea was really attractive to me when you started talking about that. So, um, so I love it. I think we should run with it. I'm curious, you know, as you've spent the, <clears throat> your most recent endeavors have been academic. Mm -hmm. um, and you can compare academia toward compared to business too. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, you know, for, for our listeners, right? <clears throat> Some might be really interested in academia. Right. Mm -hmm. Some might be a little bit more interested in going the private practice route. Right. Um, what advice might you give to both of those types mm -hmm. of, of professionals out there? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Um, first, if you're kind of undecided, figure out what each entail. So if you are romanticizing or idealizing a specific type of practice or maybe you want to go into academia but you don't really know how much time you're going to spend outside of class time putting together lectures and doing everything so i think it's going to be a a mix of like get the mentorship that you need in that area or or seek out somebody in your life that you know is doing that or maybe someone you don't know and you want to say hey can i can i come over to your clinic and just shadow you for a day and see what you do if your patients don't want me there great i'll sit off the side but we just had Ryan Bogus and Eric Jernstrom and on the podcast, and I really want to go over to their clinic and just sit for a day and see what see how they're incorporating technology, see what they're actually doing. And I think you can you can glean some things that you're like, oh my gosh, this how did I not know about this? This is absolutely what I want to do. Or, oh wow, that that isn't what I thought. And that's kind of what I did with PA. Mm -hmm. So when I was gonna to go to PA school, I I shadowed some PAs and I'm like, this isn't it. This yeah. isn't for me. And so I think, you know, the, the people that are on the fence about something, the other thing is you can always quit. You can always do something else. You can always shift over. As PTs, we're so versatile that, you know, if, if you really want to try something and give it a go and you have the opportunity, see how it goes. You'll learn something on the way probably. <laughs> but, uh, but then just figuring out, I think, does this fit? my life and my season right now and am I really enjoying it? That and am I adding value to the people that I'm here with because I'm super on fire to be here. So does that answer your question? Yeah. I, I mean, you know, people 
<clears throat> I don't think it's. I think that's. It's great to pull it back. It's like a. It's almost like a fundamental that you just brought back into. Because mm. what did we do to get into PT school? Right. We went yeah. around and we bugged PTs. We're like, can I come hang out? Yeah. Right. (laughs) We need observation hours, right? Right. right. You know, why should that stop in the rest of our life? I think you just continue to be naturally curious, ask people questions. Uh, My husband at Nike, he'll he'll do um, informational interviews or Mm. he'll do stretch assignments where he, you know, not as much anymore. He's in a different role now, but, you know, seeing what other people do, how the other half lives. You may not even know something exists like i wouldn't have even known something like this existed if tyler at george fox wasn't you know involved with you every single week Mm. i wouldn't even know there's opportunities to be innovative within the healthcare space and you know develop a product that could change people's lives i mean sometimes you just don't know it's out there until you just keep exploring just be naturally curious yeah that's it's a good takeaway yeah stay stay curious stay curious i don't know i like that yeah. But what's what's the most interesting guy say? Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty, yeah. Dosekis. S- stay curious, our friends. Stay curious, our friends. <laughs> and uh connect with us because that's the coolest part is like some of these relationships, partnerships, um experiences develop by just connecting with people. So DM us on on our Instagram at Motusi Corp. Come to motusi.com. Send us a blurb about can you guys cover this on the podcast? How do you handle that? And you never know. One thing that's bothering you in your life might just be one question away from the right person to inflate you to feel so inspired to, to go forward. Sorry, I hope I just bonked the mic. <laughs> Quit mic bonking. I just talk with my hands. I get very expressive. Okay. Well, JD, I want to say thank you. You're a fantastic addition to the motion science team. And, um, you know, we look forward to, to continue to, to work with you. Uh, we are excited to see where your career goes. Um, and, you know, we're excited that you're one of our five chimps. Dude, it's the best five chimps to be a part of. <laughs> Y'all are so fun and way smarter than me, but <clears throat> it's really fun to learn from you. So keep tuning in, listen to our, our motion science team, any guests that we get on, um, it's a really fun group to be a part of. So I'm honored. Thanks. And thanks for listening, everybody. This is fun. Till next time, keep moving. You've been listening to the Force Matters podcast. We appreciate you tuning in and really want to hear from you. If you have questions you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, you can find us at motusi.com on our blog page or DM us on Instagram at motusi corp. See you next time. And until then, keep moving.